about it. It's not often that I put my foot down. I'd flatter myself if I could list three occasions in the four years we've been together. But we needed a break from this, and I said so. To my surprise, she agreed wholeheartedly. For a week and a half, life before Right Move resumed, and the internet was free to exist without risk of Gemma melting it. Then I got a phone call yesterday asking me to knock off work early to check out this place because it looks completely perfect on paper. So here I am. You're early. Anyone would think you were starting to enjoy all this, she grins, clasping my hand as she stands on her tiptoes and sinks her lips into mine. She tastes of the same cherry lip balm she used to wear when we first got together. I feel a nostalgic pang of regret that this time, instead of heading back for some pleasures of the flesh, I've got to go and pretend I have an opinion on some bay windows. She's come straight from work and is in heels, a suit, and is carrying her statement bag, which I've now learned simply means psychotically expensive. I can think of nothing more enjoyable, except perhaps plucking out my own armpit hair, I say. It'll be worth it if it's the one. And I've got high hopes. I don't know how I miss this place. It's been on and off the market for a while, apparently. And look at the view, Dan. I can't argue with the view, which stretches across rooftops, fields and trees, right down to the river and across to the Welsh hills. We look up to see the estate agent marching towards the house, his phone at his ear. There's one and a half percent at stake here. I don't care if she's a little old lady. So was the Witch of the West. He sees us and straightens up. Gotta go. He slams shut the phone. Hey! He grabs me by the hand and pumps it up and down. Like Gemma, he's wearing pinstripes, though his are crooked at the top and his trousers stretch violently over a pronounced belly. Rich Commons, fab to meet you both. Day off, is it? No, I... I glance down at my jeans and long-sleeved T-shirt, which might breach the dress code in some workplaces, but not mine. Bah! Five years ago you'd have been sacked for not wearing a tie, and now look! Standards, eh? Gemma stifles a smile. Kidding! Right, this is Pebble Cottage. He presents the house to us with a flourish of his arm, like a magician's assistant after sawing someone in half. Then he opens up. The hall is small but bright, and overwhelmed by the kind of junk only women buy. Candle holders, key hooks, picture frames that are battered, deliberately. We enter a living room that's been decorated by someone who knows what they're doing. It has a cast-iron fireplace, lots of books, pale walls, a faintly ethnic rug. On the mantelpiece, there's a single picture, of three women in their late twenties in front of the Sydney Opera House, and gaps where it looks as though others once were. It's a nice gaff. At least, I think so. I glance at Gemma as she runs a finger along the window frame with her bad cop face on, She's worn this expression at every viewing since her friend Ali confided that she had paid more than necessary for her house because she failed to hide how keen she was.
The estate agent clapped his hands together. I should warn you that this property is blindingly popular. Um, why is it still for sale then? Gemma asks. Eve responds with an odd little laugh, as if she's told a joke he doesn't quite get. There's no chain in this sale. The owners are moving out this weekend. The schools here are amazing. We don't have kids, Gemma tells him. The bars and restaurants in Heswell are pumping. Potential for noise and drunks, then? It's fabulously convenient for the station. A commuter's paradise. Thought I'd heard the clatter of trains. He does the laugh again and shows us into the kitchen. It's another nice room. Very nice. As are the two bedrooms.